good morning, good morning, good morning. I am so glad to see so many faces that I've not seen for a while. If I start naming them, I'm going to forget somebody. But what a blessing that you are here in Sunday school. Donna, would you close that door for me? I'm going to go over some prayer requests. What's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got, we've got Donna's, we've got Barb's, we've got Kathy's. All our mothers were on the same, same page when, uh, back in those decades. Yeah. Um, I want to go over some prayer requests, and let's see, did you get those written down for me, Cindy? If you did not get a prayer request, this is basically class for our class, because that way we can keep it to a minimum, all right? So, so with that in mind, let me give you some, some reminders. Um, just there, there are three cards going around, three cards. One is for Riley, dear Riley, lift him up in prayer. He's dealing with very severe, severe pain and, and, the, and the rehab. And by the way, everybody right now say, ready? Happy birthday, Hiel. <laughs> oh, we are so glad it's your birthday. No spankings, just a lot of blessing. So, yep. Yeah. <laughs> You can, tell, you can tell Karen's got boys, can't you? <laughs> um, and then, dear Alice. Dear Alice's surgery was successful. She, too, is in just horrible pain. She said she can't even describe what it was and what she went through. She is recovering. The doctors uh, believe that it was successful, but it is very slow recovery, a whole lot of pain. Another prayer request is um, our dear Louise. She's my idol. Oh, we're not. She's my. Um, I want to be like her. I want to be like her when I grow up. Okay. She is my inspiration. But she is going in for a surgery on Wednesday. So please lift up Louise in prayer, and um, and that is on her too. Let me go through some other ones. Um, Dottie, uh, right here in the front is. Um, would you say that first name for me? Is it Alaya? Aaliyah, Aaliyah Sanders, a granddaughter, uh, signs of mental illness and uh, the Equality Act that Congress is voting on, the political, that pray for our nation, pray for our nation every day after you praise the Lord that he saved your soul and he cleanses your heart. Pray for the cleansing of America and for our leaders the ones you agree with and especially the ones you don't agree with. You cannot live with an angst and anger in your heart against our wonderful country and all that God has done. Pray for our America. Um, Becky has an unspoken and a partial knee replacement surgery coming up March 25th. Okay. Um, all right. Talk to my husband. <laughs> Talk to my husband, please. Yeah. Okay, and <laughs> you got a new one too, okay. Yep, uh, Jenny, her, where's, I saw Jenny come in. Jenny, it was so good to see you. Uh, her friend Joanne uh, is dealing with terrible back pain and um, teeth problems. Boy, I tell you what, when you have a problem in your mouth, it is bothersome. But uh, Jenny's friend Joanne. Michelle, now there's <laughs> in parentheses, don't laugh about this prayer request. <laughs> They are tapping trees, and it's just a, a wonderful, wonderful thing. Pray that, that uh, the temperatures stay down at night, at night because <laughs> as, soon, 
as they do not, the tree sap stops and it starts going into the leaves, all right? And it gets its cues off the temperature at night. They're in the middle of, of tapping, oh, so much, so much syrup. But the, tap, the syrup will stop running if it doesn't stay cold at night. It's only February, the last day of February, okay? So, yeah. <laughs> and as much as we want to see daffodils and crocus, just wait on it. Till a week from Wednesday, is that what you told me? Well, yeah, so a week from Wednesday is when we got three days of warm-up. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, and, then, and then there's another, uh, there's another unspoken that I would like you uh, to remember concerning uh, Kathy Gaines. And, um, and then with Kathy from last, uh, actually this is from two weeks ago, I believe, concerning her Lyme. She is making headway. She's going to a really good doctor, our Kara. Did I say that? Our sweet Kara uh, with Lyme's. And, and Barb has walked through that valley and she's getting some really positive treatment, but it's a very hard treatment, okay? So lift up Kara um, in prayer. Keep her on your prayer list. Our Charmin has her daughter Cindy due in March. Tomorrow is March 1st, and that's going to be a big, 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 big month. So um, keep Cindy and Virgil in your prayers and, um, and uh, the baby that is coming. That is wonderful. Our Terry right up here, who is a new member of our church, and we praise the Lord for that. Uh, she's going through some difficulties. I, she's on our prayer list. Please lift her up in prayer. Um, I don't see, I don't, okay, I'm not going to mention this one. I don't, I don't see her here. And then, of course, our, our regulars that are on our faithful everyday prayer list, Karen's Todd, um, Lori's Bill, uh, Gail, and Roger, just on our daily. Oh, yes. When is that surgery, Lori? Um, it's the end of the month. Okay, end, end of March? Yeah. On her rotary cup? Rotary cup. Yep. And some other, something to do with her neck and her collarbone. He's knocking her out good. Yeah. She'll be out for several months. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Alice is, her surgery was successful. She is recovering. She's in a horrible amount of pain, along with our Riley, is in a terrible amount of pain. Um, I think I, that was one of the first ones that I mentioned, but we were still kind of noisy. So put that, put put those right at the very, very top of your list. So Jenny? It was Melanie that was in the Mel, Okay, Melanie, I'm, I misread that. Thank you for that. Yeah, no, 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 it, um, I really appreciate that. And so I'm gonna give this to Cindy. If you have any other, uh, prayer request, give them to Cindy. She's going to get them down, and they will be on our next week's prayer list. And there are three cards going around, one for Riley, one for Alice, and one for Louise. Get those signed, and as you sign them, put them on your prayer list. Let's pray. I am so excited that we are in Sunday school. I am so excited to be home. Thank you for those of you who prayed for us as we left on vacation, but I tell you what, there's no place like home, and there's no place like being with you in Sunday school. There, there's just nothing to replace that. We, we had a wonderful time in Florida. The services were great at 
Uncle Gary's church, and there's just no place like home. And I'm so excited to be with you in class. Father, thank you for this beautiful day in February. Thank you, Lord, that we get to gather together. Oh, God, how I pray you would protect and bless this freedom that we still have. And, Father, as we open your word, I pray that your word would connect with each of our hearts in a particular way. I pray that our hearts would be open to your word and eager to receive that which we really, truly need. We'll give you all the praise in thy precious name. Amen. I gave you a piece of paper when you came in because you're going to have to write something on that piece of paper. So get a pen ready. Hi, Deb. Wow, you are, I was going to say, you get the last seat, but there are two, so you can pick. That piece of paper that I gave you, um, I want you to get a pen ready because there's a lot of stuff we're going to cover. And I want to start out with you writing a word at the top of that page. Now, this word, yes. Yes, yes. This word is the most endearing and enduring word in the English language. Not only is it endearing and enduring, it is the most securing, the most enabling, the most supporting, the most validating word. It's only four letters. And you're thinking, well, because it's February, oh, I know what that is. It's love. No. This is the word. Ready? It's spelt W-I-T-H. With. With. Now, let me convince you of this truth because. I'm going to convince you not from my experiences, not from my illustrations, not from what people have told me. I'm going to convince you from the word of God that this is the most important word in your life. It has everything to do with every moment of your day. It has everything to do with every emotion in your heart that's feeling. It has everything to do with the burden that is in your life today. It has everything to do with the blessings that you get to taste today because they are all connected and they are all affected by this little four-letter word, with. Write it at the top of your paper. The first thing we have to do is define the word. Definition is everything. You must know what it means. So this little preposition with, the first definition is one, accompanying, as in I will go, say it, with you. Number two, interaction, as instruction and or support. Number three, company, as in fellowship. Number four, association, as in belonging to a group or family. And number five, connection, as in agreement or affirmation. Are you with me? Oh, come on. Number five in definition, Don, it's so good to see you. In affirmation, in connection, as in are you with me? Let's get with each other on the same page concerning this little word with. God made us with the need to be with. Don't you just love being with a favorite person, with them? Don't you love being with your husband, with your boyfriend? That should be synonymous, by the way. Don't you love being with your girlfriends? 
Don't you love being with your family, with your kids, with your grandkids? We had such a sweet vacation, but what made it over-the-top special was Tina and Aaron, the boys, were able to be there with us for three days. It was just like, how beautiful. And then we got home late Thursday night. Friday at noon, Tina called me, or Trina called me on break time and said, Mama, put the coffee on. After my last class is taught, I'm coming over. Made my day. I was so happy to be home. But when I got to be with Katrina, an hour of coffee time, we don't get that. You'd think we would, but we don't. And I put that coffee on, and I just praised God that I was going to be with my daughter. With. The need to be with is in each of our beginnings, every one of us. It's revealed in the need to go to bed with our teddy bear, with that blanket with the silky lining, with strawberry shortcake or lemon meringue. We can't fall asleep with out it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm, we're, we're dating ourselves. You don't know about lemon meringue or strawberry sugar? I go to bed <laughs> with the food aspect of that. But anyways, matter of fact, I have to tell you this. I mean, we're, oh, I can't. We don't have time. So, so um, the girls were, the twins were about four years old. And at that time in our life, we were making monthly trips to go see great-grandma Jackson. Great-grandma Jackson was a widow, had been a widow for a long time, and she had the full-time care of a special needs child. And so once a week, we would get down there, and, and Doug would run errands and fix things. And sometimes, Grandma Jackson and Doug would just go out shopping, and I would stay with Uncle Roland and the children, and I was so excited for that because Grandma Jackson never got out, never. And so one time they came back with a new TV, one time they came back with a washing machine, and, and Doug's so good, he knows how to do all these things, you know, and so it was such a joy to be with her. Well, the day... The day was done. We were traveling home. It was in Adrian, Michigan, so it took a while to get there. We were an hour on the road, and all of a sudden, Tina in the back seat wails, oh, I don't have my strawberry shortcake. She's not with me. Now, Doug was eloquent as he described the ways in which strawberry could be sent home. Don't worry about it, honey. Grandma Jackson, she's going to wrap her up in a blanket. She'll put her in a box, and she'll mail her home. You might as well have said just bury her in the backyard, okay? <laughs> Immediately, Tina's going, she can't breathe in a box, <laughs> you know. So Doug, being the, the great daddy that he is, turns around. We travel an hour back. We collect strawberry shortcake. They are reunited, they are with each other, and life is good. We need to be with because it brings security. It's definition number five. Early on, we have a need to connect. It's definition number five on the word with. Now, Clinton has a Burt doll. Clint has traveled with us, or Clint, Burt has traveled with us for over 35 years. Clint is 36. Clint needs to be with him, and he thinks that Bert needs to be with him, which is 
really cute. Well, every year, I can't tell you, but it's been decades, every year when the calendar page turns to January, Clint begins asking me, because he's very patterned, we say the date and what day it is every day. We, we, go, we go through a whole routine that, has, that was started back when you know, he was six weeks old. So in January, he turns the calendar page. Every month, he turns the calendar page. It's one of his jobs. And when it goes to January, he starts this question. Mom, when are we going to fill it in? Yeah. Yeah, and what am I going to do? And I say, Clint, in 45 days, you're going to get on a plane, and you get the window seat, and we're going to go to Florida, and you're going to eat fish tacos, and you're going to go swimming, and you're going to go to Uncle Gary's church, and you're going to walk with us to get ice cream, and we're just going to be with each other. And Clint goes, great. Now, I'm telling you this because this is what then Clint does and has done for decades. He grabs Bert by the neck because he dangles, and he puts him in his face, and he goes, Bert, we're going to Florida in 45 days, and we're going to get on a plane, and we get the window seat, and we're going to eat fish tacos, and we're going to go swimming, and we're going to go to Uncle Gary's church, and we're going to go have ice cream, and we're just going to be with each other. Now, even Clint understands and gets that to do all that we do, the doings of our day, with somebody makes it beautiful, makes it special. When you are with, it turns the mundane into something much, much more because you're with. The word with is fleshed out in the words accompanying and fellowship. They were definition number three and four on your page. Everything is enhanced and enriched because I get to do them with. Now here's an accountability question that we all need to take right now as we are now mulling over the joy of with and the importance of with and why I need why I'm so needy concerning this word with. I want to ask you, as I ask myself this accountability question, have my days become dull? Routine? Is my thinking filled with fear about the day or about tomorrow? Am I consumed and weary with my day before my day even begins? Do I dread today? Now, my dear sisters in Christ, I have been entangled in every one of those scenarios multiple times in my life. And there is only one solution that as a born-again child of God, the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you will bring you to this is the question. I feel that when I have gone and I all of a sudden I'm going, nothing's right. Everything hurts. This is the question you learn to ask. Ephesians 3, learn Christ. 
This is the question he has you ask. Who have you been with? Who have you been with? The solution is found when I consider who I am with. Mark down on your paper these two references, Mark 4.19 and Revelation 3.20. Because what happens in all of our lives over and over again is we get distracted with the cares of this world. Every one of us do. The cares especially in those we love, whom we live with, whom we interact with. We get distracted. And when we get distracted, you know what we do? We drift. We drift. It is so slow, and it, it's not even noticeable until all of a sudden there's the Holy Spirit lives inside and whispers, you're drifting. You're drifting. You don't love God's word the way you once did. You're missing Sunday school all the time. You even told your Sunday school teacher you just can't make it to the 10 o'clock service. That's not because of COVID. And there are, there are, oh, I won't go there. Yes, be very, very careful. Our hearts have been broken with situations in COVID. It is real, it is horrible, but it is not my life. Do you know I have a greater percentage of slipping in the bathtub and being injured or dying? than I do of dying from COVID. I still took a shower last night, okay? Understand the balance of it and understand where it can so subtly take us, where fear can subtly take us to a place that is so wrong. The Holy Spirit lives inside of me to say, Kathy, you dread today because you have drifted. You're not walking with your heavenly Father. Now, Revelation 3.20, I love this verse. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. This is talking to God's children. It's Jesus. He's knocking at my door through the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. And he's saying, good morning. At your first aware moment of, awake, of awakening, the Holy Spirit is saying, good morning. And Jesus is saying, I stand at the door and knock at your heart's door every morning. And I say, I'm so glad. I made you today. I made this day today. I'm so happy you're awake. We get to spend it ready with each other. Will you let me in? Will you let me in? I'm standing at the door knocking. Can we do this day with each other? Problem is, as God's children, we're not listening to this God-made, very real need to be with. God created us with an emptiness in which he was meant to dwell. Sin made that separation. Salvation provides the beautiful privilege and the great unspeakable gift to fill that area so that I am never alone again, and he is, say it, with me. The problem is, this need to be with, we keep trying to fill it in the wrong way. 
For instance, generations ago, people used to get married just for this reason of with. They had found the perfect person to be, say it, yeah, so they got married. But because it was not based on principles that God set up for us to be with that person forever till death do us part, marriages just became disastrous because we drifted if we were saved and so many of the world never even had the baseline of having Christ in their marriage. And so marriages just became disastrous. So now society says, I'm not bothering with that married stuff. Let's just be with each other. And when I don't like being with you, I'll just find someone else to be. At some point, girls, all people and all stuff, and I'm not even going to go into the ways we fill our emptiness, this need to be with. We fill it not just with people, but with, with validation for self, pursuits, um, goals. I've got to have more. I've got to be more. I've, I've got to do more. And, and it's, a, it's a self-prideful filling that takes the place of God. God's word is so clear. Seek ye first me. Seek ye first. Put me in. It all has to do. Remember the Lord's Prayer? Thy kingdom come. Father, you reign in me today. You are king of, of this temple, of me. Thy kingdom come on earth in me as it is in heaven. God, you reign in heaven. God, reign in me today. You first. Be with me. Thy kingdom come. So at some point, all people, all stuff will fail us, leave us, hurt us, because love on a human level always proves incomplete. Always. Jot down Colossians 2.10. What we need because of this with is a love greater than our own. And that's why Colossians 2.10 declares we are complete in him. We don't find our soulmates in each other, class. We find our completion in the creator who breathed into his children the breath of life, and we became a living soul. And my soul desires to be with him. And I'm not complete until I walk that way today. So this patient, all-loving God calls out, do this day with me? How can I do this day with him? Good. We're to the solution. Here we go. Sweet Clint. Number one, learn to recognize the symptoms. Learn to recognize the symptoms. God made us to be aware of our neediness. <laughs> Have you ever been around a really needy person? They make the whole world aware of their neediness. I love the point that a turtle lays hundreds of eggs and nobody knows. A chicken lays one and the whole world knows. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we, are, we are so needy. But be aware of our neediness. Recognize the symptoms. For instance, God gave us the sense of touch. So we won't touch fire. It will burn us. We walk outside and it's freezing cold. We 
feel it. And because we feel it, we go to the closet and we get our coat and our hat and our boots and our gloves and our scarves, and we pray for that freeze so we can get the, tees, the trees tapped. <laughs> yeah. Say that three times. We get all we need because, ready, we feel it. Now, you have had, you know, we have talked at length about feelings. The feelings are not wrong. The feelings are not sin. The feelings were given to us by God for our protection and for our growth. It becomes wrong when I live unto my feelings and stay stuck there. But God says, no, I put those feelings in you. So on the same way, when I feel lonesome, when I feel hurt, when I feel angry, when I feel afraid, Jesus says, I know. I know how you feel. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Why? So when I feel that I have no one to be with, he says, I know just how you feel. And I am with you. Now I want you to walk with me through this feeling because you can't believe what I can do. We never find out what God can do because we stay so stuck in our feelings. We don't activate that faith that says, God, this is how I feel. But with you, all things, Dottie, are possible. So I want to walk with you because I can't wait to see what you will do with this, da-da-da-da-da, with him, da-da-da-da-da, with her. The feeling's not a bad thing. You need to feel. God put that in us so that we would, ready, find him. It's the whole purpose of our feelings. Learn to seek me. Just like you need to feel the cold to find your coat. You need to feel the hunger to eat. You need to feel tired to sleep and give your body the rest it needs. So when I feel insecure, when I feel insufficient, when I feel inadequate, when I feel all alone, quit going to the wrong sources because of those feelings and go to the one you truly need. Matthew 19, 26, go to the one with whom, with, with whom all things are possible. The one with, with whom we get to be a partaker of his divine nature instead of this awful fallen one that is so easy to live out of. And know that those feelings are reminders that once again I so need to be with him and he will teach me what I really need. These are learning lessons that you and I deal with on a daily basis as women, as workers, as wives, as mothers, as friends, as sisters. We have these daily challenges all the time that should be taking us to him all the time. Our blessings along with our burdens so that we are walking with him together. It is the most beautiful, it is the most beautiful plan to live your day. Last week, how I prayed for my friend Alice. How I prayed for our Riley, knowing they were going through very extensive surgeries. Most of all, I prayed for Jeff and Michelle. All you moms totally get it. As you have sat beside a bedside 
or grandchild that is in surgery for hours and everything hung in the balance. Now, as Jeff and Michelle waited through Riley's surgery, they waited, ready, with God. Boy, I tell you what, when you wait and you are not with God, it will drive you nuts. But see, God says, no, no, wait with me because I've got the peace that passes understanding. I've got something you are going to find in me that you will never find apart from waiting with me. And what I prayed specifically for Jeff and Michelle, I pray Ephesians 3.20, that God will answer my prayer and he will do exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think in the surgery and the healing of Riley's leg. Do you know what I prayed most of all? That Jeff and Michelle would find what they really need. Because, girls, so many of you have been in these experiences, and you know what you really need is not an answer to your prayer. What you really need is to find the faithfulness of God and knowing that as you wait with him, that is everything you need. God is more than enough. And finding that he is more than enough, especially when you don't get the answer to your prayer, but you've been with him and you have found a peace and a joy that is unexplainable apart from the fact you know God is supplying it. It equips and activates your faith as nothing else will. Artina has to have a surgery next month. But she had a surgery last month. And that revealed why she needs a surgery next month. Does it bother me? Yes. Deeply bothers me. And every time it bothers me, this is what the whole New Testament calls us to do. Put it in your Father's hands. When you are bothered, don't let it grow in your heart and your mind. Face it with the truth. Do battle for your faith, girls. In every instance, in the, in the trite things to the serious things, take the word of God. And every time it bothers me, I say, God, you do all things well. God, I can't wait to see what you're going to do. Quit describing the pain. Quit going over the pain. Quit, quit reviewing the hurt and calling it back. It happened 20 years ago. And start. Start stating your faith and confess it if it's sin. If I regard iniquity in my heart, God can't hear me. He cannot coexist with, with my sin. He dwells within me to walk with me. But he can't walk with me if I choose to walk in sin. We're going to get to that part in just a minute because we have 15 minutes. You know, there is not a day in the past 36 years that has not crossed my heart and my mind to wish that Clint could have a normal day, just a normal day, just a day where he could excel and, oh, and do the, do the, 
point-saving bucket that Gabe did. Wow, what a game. Congratulate our team as you see them, but congratulate them most of all for the last couple of uh, these final games that are in such high competition for their testimony. But there's not been a time in which I, you know, in my mother's heart, I would love for Clint to experience what you and I so blatantly take for granted every day. And when that crosses my heart, I immediately do battle with the worry of truth. God, you do all things well. God, you are such a good God. God, your ways are not my ways. Your ways are higher and better, and you have a plan for every day. I am so blessed that Clint and I get to walk with you today because we just can't imagine what you can do. I'm telling you, my, my dear sisters in Christ, the best thing that can happen to your faith is when you don't get an answer to your prayer and you take God's answer. And you say, dear God, there's nothing I can do. So I get to see what you can do. And then you wait with him. God does with Clint things he could never do or never would do if Clint wasn't born with that T21 chromosome the way God planned it. You know, we have 46, and they're all tainted with sin. Clint's different because of T21. We're in Florida. We're getting on the elevator. It was not socially spaced because everybody was going down, and they were all going where? To the beach. It was 80 degrees. The sun was shining. It was gorgeous. And a couple get on the elevator. The doors open. There's already, let's see, oh, nine or ten of us in this elevator. And they looked in, and hey, you know, people being people, they came in, and we all squeezed a little tighter. I wanted to put my hand over Clint. Don't breathe, you know. But the lady came in with a noodle. All right, and she smacked the guy she came in with with the noodle. And he said, hey, don't hit me with the noodle. And Clint turned to him and said, be ye kind one to another. <laughs> and everybody in the elevator chuckled. He said it so clearly and so loudly. Oh, he was pointing to the lady who had the noodle who was doing the beating. Be ye kind one to another. And I said, that's one of Clint's Bible verses. And he loves to speak the truth. And the man turned to the lady and said, see, be ye kind. <laughs> and I just loved it. God uses us for his glory just the way he made us. Do you know what they would have said if I would have said, be ye kind? <laughs> you know, you don't judge, you know. But no, coming from Clint, and it is so beautiful to rest and relax and let God be with you in all of the moments. We've got to quickly go back to um, the solution on this. Let me ask you, are you with him? Um, number one, recognize the symptoms. Number two, recognize that God wants my faith to grow for the joy and friendship in knowing him. This is all 
consumed under the word with. God wants my faith to grow. Now, understand that spiritual birth brings me with God. I am born into the family of God. I am with him, but I'm a spiritual baby. Spiritual birth brings relationship, but spiritual growth, faith, brings friendship. You can't be friends with a baby. They don't know how to make friends. As beautiful as they are, babies are just needy. Their whole world is about them. And God says, I'm thrilled that your family, that your daughters of the king, that your joint heirs with Jesus, now grow up because I will be a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. You don't know that yet, but I can't wait. Just like little Kathleen, can't wait for her to grow up. Kathleen or Catherine? Catherine, I'm sorry, Catherine. Because... Because she can't know us now. She's a baby. And First and Second Peter is all about learning to grow up. Now, one of the first things, if you are not with your Heavenly Father today, there's two reasons. Number one was the first one that we just spent talking about. You're not recognizing, you're not in tuned that those feelings are meant to take you to be with him. Number two, the second reason we don't walk with him is because we are not growing our faith. We have not learned to put off and put on. One of the first things we learn as little ones is how to put on our clothes, okay? Now, First and Second Peter are all about this. What we do as a newborn baby is, is we are birthed, and then we start to grow, and one of the first things we have to learn to do is get dressed. So growing our faith is a lot like growing up. Um, I, Grandpa used to bring home, you know, new things for the girls to put on, Caitlin and, and Autumn, and they couldn't wait to put them on. They could, but it was so hard getting what they had on off. You know, they would just, matter of fact, when Clint, when I was teaching him how to be dressed, how to get dressed, if I didn't catch him soon enough when we got home from church, because the first thing we did when we, walk back to the parsonage, was wash our hands and change our clothes. If I did not catch him quick enough, do you know how Clint took off his shirt? <laughs> Buttons flying, shirts ripped. No! And the girl, wait for mom, Clint, wait for mom, you know, to get dressed. Clint, when he was learning to get dressed, as I laid clothes out for him for his day, he would start putting them on over his pajamas, and it was very uncomfortable. He was actually trying to stuff his footy pajamas into his shoes, and it was so uncomfortable. And he had this wad of clothing all around him as he, we had to practice and go through and yada, yada. So, so with this, he, he was just uncomfortable. Girls, it's the same way with us. We have to put off our pajama carnality. We can't stay in our footy PJs spiritually. We can't stay in our pajamas. Well, at least we used to. Couldn't stay in our pajamas. <laughs> Go to Walmart. <laughs> so, what you have to do is you have to learn to put off. You cannot 
live comfortably in the world and in Christ. It will not work. And you wonder why life has gotten wearisome or hard or, or the anger and all the issues that come when we don't walk with him. I must learn. That's why in the morning I stand at the door at knock. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this day that you've made. I want to walk with you today. Father, create in me a clean heart. I must learn to put off anything from yesterday all the way back so it doesn't impair what I need to put on for today. If it's guilt, if it's, if it's anger, if it's offense, if it's, if, it's a, if it's just that plain carnal ugliness, it's so hard. It requires two things. It requires obedience to God's word, and then it requires faith to put off. Because you know what? Putting off those jammies are, are so hard because they are so comfortable. We are so used to living in our carnal flesh. Jack, when he was little, they used to watch a little cartoon that came on. It was called Sid. I think it was Sid the Science Kid. It was so cute because the mother on Sid reminded me so much of Tina. But before that cartoon came on, it was just rocking out with the rottenest music. I mean, it was rock. And so Tina, of course, would always have it muted. Well, one day, she did not catch it fast enough. And it was rocking, and she went running into the family room and grabbed the control and turned it off. And Jack looked at her and said, no, Mama. And she said, Jackson, no. We don't. We don't listen to bad music, and that's bad music. And with those great big blue eyes, he looked up at her dad, and he said, but I like bad music. <laughs> See, we like our comfortable flesh. But girls, God says, child, let me clean you. Let Put that off. It's my choice, but it's God who does it. God does the cleansing, but I have to choose. I have to choose to forsake it. I don't know what there is in your heart that is hindering you from walking with your heavenly father, but it's not worth it. It is not worth it. So simply do this. Clint used to say, Mama, help. Do you know how hard it is with motor skills? Sarah knows this because she works with PT all the time. But do you know how hard it is to cross your arms and pull a shirt up and off? It takes all kinds of steps that go on here and in your motor skills. And Clint would get so tangled up and what he was trying to put off. And finally, he would just sit down in his Indian style and say, help, Mama. Girls, we cannot in ourselves put off what we need to put off. God knows that. It's part of our neededness, and it's part of the reason why he says, walk with me. I'll teach you how to put it off. I'll teach you how to choose. I'll teach you how to say no. I'll teach you how to resist temptation. There hath no temptation taken you, Kathy, but such is common to man. But God is, say it, faithful and will with the temptation provide a way to escape so that you can take that off. You can say no to it. I will empower you. I will do it. But you've got to first choose. You've got to say, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. I want to walk with you. Put off my own carnality. The second step is activating my faith, and we don't have time, but we have touched all around it. It is simply this. Stop praying and being lived in getting an answer to your prayer. 
Stop it. Stop it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I can see my answer. I know exactly what I want done. And yet, it's submitting that. Nevertheless, Father, not my will, but thine. Because I can't wait to see what you will do. Girls, when you walk with God this afternoon, you can't believe what God will do. So put it into action. Take that beautiful four-letter word, with, and make a commitment to walk with God today. Tomorrow, when you open your eyes, reaffirm that commitment. God, I hear you're knocking. Yes, come in, because I am going to be with you all day. Will you do that? Will I do that with all my heart? Father, thank you. I don't even understand why you want to be with us. It is such a gracious, moment-by-moment -moment act of love on your part. Father, grow us up. It is so tiresome to be with a baby 24-7. I don't want to be that. I want to know your friendship. I want to know the blessing and the victory of walking with you. And I pray this for each of these dear ladies. In Jesus' precious name, amen.